Welcome to On The Bounce, where we discuss resilience and its practical application in our lives. Together, we'll discover the tools needed to empower ourselves, develop positive thoughts, and accomplish our goals to become the best versions of ourselves. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode on On the Bounce. Today, I have Daryl. And before we get into it, I always like to share how relationships are are generated and how how the beauty of the internet can really create and cultivate some great relationships. I was introduced to Daryl in a veteran networking event that I um, I definitely I volunteer and I participate and uh, Daryl was the guest speaker for one of the uh, networking events for vets to industry and it was at that moment that I was really inspired by the messaging that Daryl provided to our military community and I realized that one he's definitely someone that I want in my network and someone who I can use as a resource for inspiration for mentorship and just the ability to have someone who's invested in building communities from the inside out so it was it was definitely a pleasure when he accepted my invitation to be on the podcast because I know that there is just so much that you can provide to my listeners and also continue to uh, to generate the information that people need, especially during these times. So with that being said, Daryl, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, being here today on this episode. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So before we, we jump into it, I just would like to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself who you are, what you do, and um, and then we'll just get right into it. Sure. So um, um, basically, I always tell people, you know, where I came from. Right? I grew up in Compton, California. So those that know the movie Boys in the Hood and Straight Out of Compton, right? That's the environment that I grew up in back in the day, right? And um, I just knew that it was just something else out there. So for me. Um, my way of kind of getting out of that environment was to join the army, right? So I joined the army right out of high school and um, was very fortunate, had a background of uh, military human resources. And that uh, background took me to a lot of different assignments, but one in particular that stood out was my assignment to the White House Communications Agency, where I supported three um, presidential uh, presidents as far as their cabinets and it was just an awesome time because that's when I really learned about well more about resilience right I definitely learned about it growing up in Compton but in the military and that type of special assignment um, you really had to be resilient or you just weren't going to make it right so I was fortunate to support again those three administrations um, left after the first time just wanted to do something a little bit different. So I ended up going to Korea for a year, worked for MI unit there. They brought me back to the White House. And that's when I started traveling and supporting Vice President Cheney um, to include flying on Air Force Two as a command rep. Again, another opportunity to be resilient, right? And uh, retired after 20 years in the Army. 
um, worked for a uh, training academy where I taught leadership principles for about five years. And then a little bit after that, when I started Lion Seminars Coaching uh, with my wife, and we provide coaching services, motivational speaking, and certified workshops um, to clients as we work on personal and professional relationships. That is incredible. And, you know, I really appreciate the the way that you were able to uh, to chronologically uh, show your your experience because there's definitely an appreciation and I know some some people may uh, listen to your your um, your background and say wow the White House that's incredible and the people who you were able to uh, to serve during that time and you know you will you mentioned twice uh, you know, you learned resilience a couple of times um, because although those are definitely unique opportunities and uh, positions in the military, it definitely takes a uh, a mindset to be able to to be resilient every day, so you can show up, represent yourself well, and also serve the mission as well. So there's there's different layers to that. So I definitely appreciate you you sharing that. But before we really kind of dive dive into your background, I wanted to ask you the question: um, What does resilience mean to you? Um, to me, it simply means that regardless of the circumstances that you find yourself in, you will dig deep to accomplish wherever it is that's in front of you. That is, uh, that is incredible, um, and I think that you're you're absolutely right. And I love that you highlighted that what's in front of you. I feel, <laughs> excuse me, I feel that sometimes we get so caught up in focusing on things so far out of our our sight that is that we we tend to lose focus and not focusing on what's right in front of us. And it creates all these unnecessary self-inflicted stressors that we pile on to and for ourselves. And at the end of the day, if we were just to take the time to just block off the extra and just focus on what is the next step? What is that next thing that I need to do to get me to the next thing? then it really takes off a lot of the pressure. But we're not very good at doing that. <laughs> no, we're not. And a lot of it just depends on, again, our background, our past experiences, um, who's in our inner circles, right? That's one of the things that, you know, even back in Compton, right? Certain neighborhoods you just couldn't go into, right? But how do you learn to be resilient when you are in those situations? Well, I learned it from my colleagues, people that were around me that said, okay, now that we're in this situation, here's what we're going to do to get out of it, right? Same thing in the military, right? You find yourself in a situation, it's like, okay, this is a little bit more than what I signed up for. Things are not working well, and yet we still had a mission to provide. Again, the network around me, right? People that have been there before, seen something similar. Hey, here's what happened to me before. Try this. Right. And just through that trial and error. And the whole thing is remaining calm enough so you can hear yourself and figure out, OK, what's really going on? 
like you said, instead of adding extra things that are not there that you don't have to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. I know we spoke about it in um, my other episodes, is controlling the controllable. And I know even for um, a, a woman, right, a woman, and as a, as a black a black female, I'm a mother. You know, I'm in the workforce. I I um, you know I'm a wife. I I have all these titles yeah. that with those titles sometimes comes undue stress that you know we create for ourselves as a mother. I I I tell myself that I must naturally worry. You know, as mothers, we we naturally worry, so we add this, we add these pressures. You know, as in the as a as a as a veteran or in the workforce, you know, working in the workforce, I create these um these anxieties or these stressors that I'm kind of trying to kind trying to uh, uphold an image that I'm trying to uphold, and so it's so easy to start to add these additional labels, and now it just starts to get bigger. It starts to get bigger, but at the end of the day, right? You said it so well. Is that listening to, listening to yourself? And you know, one of the things that I recently realized that um, I used to pride myself that I was a multitasker. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I was so good at doing so many things at the same time, right? Until I realized that I wasn't effective in everything that I was doing at the same time. And I think it, it holds true to just the way that we approach life. We only can do one thing at a time well. That is correct. And one of the things that we have to learn, whether you're a parent, right, uh, military, or even in the, you know, the private sector, uh, you're only as effective as the people that are around you. Mm. Sometimes being resilient doesn't mean I have to do everything by myself, mm. right? But yeah. we unnecessarily, again, try to tackle more things than we have to. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a piece about the mother, as a, as a father, right? Mm-hmm. The problem that we have is we put ourselves as fixers, right? Mm. warriors, <laughs> dads are fixers. Yeah. And if we cannot fix it in the way that we think it should be fixed, Again, we create that extra tension that it's like, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. No, no, you don't understand. I'm the provider. I have to figure this out. Yeah, but who said you have to figure it out by yourself? Yes. Right. So one thing I tell people to be resilient. Yes, the, the formula that you must go through some things. That's just how life is, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't have to go through everything by yourself, even if you're a single person. Right. There is always some inner circle around you. We just don't think about them at that time because all we're focused on, like I said, is the problem. But if we pause just long enough to say, wait a minute, what resources do I have around me that mm-hmm. I have not tapped into? You may find yourself being better at this resilience game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's a it's an it's a question that we just have to do a better job asking that more often. We ask those questions when we're stressed or when we feel like we have our back against the wall. But imagine the beauty if we were start to if we were proactive in asking us those questions when things are going well. How how much longer of that peace that you will have because now you're being more proactive to prepare yourself 
or to set yourself up in a position where you're more mentally sound to be resilient when a situation does arise. Absolutely. And I'm going to go ahead and bust the bubble of a whole lot of people that believe that <laughs> they are resilient because when that situation happened, they were the only ones there to get it done. Mm -hmm. Partly correct. However, I think if they were to look back and say, well, okay, let's unpackage that they Why was I able to get it done? Was it because of some previous training that I received? Mm. Was it because of some previous conversations I was privy to, right? No matter who they are, they cannot take sole responsibility of how they got out of that situation. Because even if they think that nobody else helped them, I'm still going to go deeper and say, because of what your mom or your dad or your guardian put inside of you, you still cannot take sole credit, right? We become resilient based on a multitude of things that are put into our lives. And yes, some of them are unfortunate situations, but yet every one of those experiences help build our resiliency. That is so true. And uh, thank you for um, for the way that you said it, because I feel that um, during during challenges, you do one or two things, right? You you fight or flight, or mm -hmm. you you connect or you disconnect. Mm -hmm. And many times, people people you see people who disconnect now go into this um, reclusion of I'm, it's, it's all about me right now. I got to take care of me. I got to focus on me. And although there is some truth, like you mentioned to that, but at the end of the day is in order for you to, to, to be successful in coming out of that, you have to rely on the resources or the network. It does, like you said, it may not necessarily be big, but there is something or someone available that can help you to get out of those challenges quicker. And that's a good word to use, quicker, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, there is a chance that you probably still would have got through that, right? Through mm -hmm. your own resilience. That is true. But if I knew that if I did this again by myself and it took me, let's just say, you know, three months to get out of it, but if I use the resources that are available, it can take me one month, right? There is no bigger prize for taking a longer time to get out of that situation. The prize, the reward, right? Whatever it is at the end of that is still going to be the same. Yeah, that is so true. Uh, and, you know, when you when you put it that way, you're just like, well, yeah. I mean, I, I've spoken to so many people that, you know, when you ask them, what would you have done? differently. I cannot tell you, Daryl, how many times I've heard I would have reached out sooner. That's it. I would have tapped into that resource that I I didn't think about at the time because I was just so caught up in my moment. I was distracted by the the fog of the challenge. And and in that and that's such a truth a true statement. So um, I love that you, uh, you know, you definitely took the time to highlight that. And, and also I would like my, for my listeners to take that, take this moment to just appreciate that you are in a position that you do have resources 
And if you are not aware of those resources, take the time now when you are clear mind and sound to find out who is the who, where do I go? So when you do need it, that you, like you said, we can get through it faster, quicker. Absolutely. And one of the things that we do as individuals, and I need to hopefully free up somebody today or whenever they hear this, is don't just assume in your own mind that I can't reach out to so-and-so or mm. I should not bother so-and-so because they have their own challenges. It's not fair for me to go ask them to help me. I always tell people, let somebody else tell you no. Don't do it for yourself. Don't speak for them because a lot of times, as you said, your network is strong enough where even if I know you need my assistance on Monday and I have an appointment that I just cannot get out of, nine times out of 10, I'm going to ask you, is there another day that we can connect? And if not, hey, let me give you another person to contact mm. because they have the same level of experience that I have. And I know that they are willing to help you. So please do not get in your own way, right? And start speaking on behalf of other people, especially when it comes to um, someone helping you uh, with your resilience. Hmm. Well, well said. And um, I really hope that people take an opportunity to let that settle in and to replay that in their head so they can really appreciate the power and making sure that you are not getting in your own way, right? So I really appreciate that you you uh, highlighted that. So why why did you pivot to building and working on relationship building? So two things, when I start looking back over my career and even my life, right? You start reflecting and like so i listen to a lot of old wise people right and i'm like wait a minute i don't have to wait till i'm 85 to start right? I'm 55 let me start reflecting now right try to get advantage of that and then i start looking at it the things that made me successful and then the things of those people that i always admired right when i looked at what were those commonalities everything points back to either leadership or relationships Mm. For me, it just was that aha moment. It was like, and everybody's story is different. Everybody's challenge is different. But a common thread that I found was leadership and relationships. And it's like if those two things were a high value item to that individual, and they, like you said earlier, nurtured those two things, right? How do I continue to grow as a leader? How do I continue to grow in other relationships? It just seems like the resources are more available to you. There's more options available. Uh, you still go through things in life, right? It doesn't take away those challenges. However, it just seems the greater the leadership skills, the greater the relationships, um, the more resilient I can be. And it's just one of those things where part of my values is, okay, now that I've recognized this, I've tested it out, I went back and I've seen how the formula works. I cannot be selfish, right? And keep this to myself. So mm. now it's like, I need to go and impact as many people as I can as a mentor, as a coach, um, as a friend, 
right? The colleague, whatever role, like you said, we all wear different hats. You know, now it's up to me to try to help somebody else learn that lesson. Wow. You know, when you said those two keywords, relationship and leadership, I had just a moment of aha as well, because those two commonalities impacted almost everything, <laughs> everything, uh, whether it be per professionally mm -hmm. or personally, those two common factors impacted both of those areas. If I had effective leadership that was able to empower me, that was able to represent me and to allow me to grow within my own right, then I was a better person every day. And I was able to go home and to be a better mother, a better wife, a better, a better teacher, because I was able to be inspired and it carried throughout my day. You know, so I love that you highlighted relationships and, and, and leadership, <clears throat> excuse me. And I think that it's important that they go hand in hand as well. They definitely go hand in hand. And, but there's, there's also accountability on both parts. And you have to appreciate that it's not just the onus on that person who's in, inspiring and mentoring. It's also on the person who's receiving it. Because now the question is, what do you do with that? Exactly right. And one thing I share with people is, you know, they say, well, so one thing that I tell people is you do not have to be in the military. You do not have to be a CEO, right, to be a leader. Everybody has leadership inside of them, right? If you're a mother, you're a leader. If you're a father, you're a leader, right? If you're a big brother or big sister, you're a leader. And for those of you that are single and never been in the military, guess what? You're still a leader too, because you have to lead yourself. Every day you have to make decisions that's gonna affect who you are, right? And how you're gonna tackle things. So even as an individual, you're still a leader, right? So the good news is, and that's what's so great about life and resiliency. Every day you get a chance to prove yourself over and over because of being resilient. So I always like to share with people, it's very easy for us to get into a mentality of woe is me or why oh, is this yeah. always happening to me <laughs> or, you know, it seems like everybody else is on the right side of the fence and mine is, you know, dark and cloudy days. It may look like that from our perception, but I can tell you everybody goes through something. Right. The difference is some of us have learned from others and been mentored, right, that, like you said earlier, there's only so many things that I can control. But the key thing is I can control it. Mm. So as we go through those things, as we're in that, you know, resilience mindset and these challenges, know that, like you said before, how you speak to yourself and how you speak to your situations will definitely determine how fast you get through them. Hmm, absolutely. Uh, there were so many um, <clears throat> great nuggets that you've, uh, you, you just said uh, just a, a few moments ago. And uh, one of the things that I definitely want to highlight is that we get into this woe is me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
and I tell I tell my my children, I tell I tell my subordinates, and I tell individuals that uh, I may be responsible for it professionally is that be okay with failure, be okay with making mistakes, be okay with getting the bumps and bruises, but don't let that define you. Don't let those moments of what you think are considered failures be the 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 opportunity that you miss because you're so caught up in what didn't go right. Think about now you take that as a, as learning lessons and how can you now take that and build it to that next door that just opened? Because most of the time when you have mistakes or challenges, usually the outcomes are opportunities that now present themselves that new perspective, that, that ability to, to, to say that, oh, this too shall pass, and now I can move on to the next thing. And, and be kind to yourself, as you mentioned. And I think that if we were to, to celebrate failures or challenges, then I think it would have a better, uh, a better uh, it would sit kinder with us. But I encourage my listeners to celebrate those failures because almost every single time an opportunity now presents itself. Some, in many cases, how many times have you heard it, Daryl's like, you know, this happened and I wasn't even expecting this outcome now. And now it's even better than what I could have even anticipated. That is so true. And one of the things I love what you say about the failure, right? Based on, again, our environments, what we were exposed to, depending on where you were at that time, mm-hmm. some people do look at failure, right, as either the end, mm. right, or they look at it as something negative and yeah. bad. But those of, that, those of us that have grown, we realize that failure is actually part of success. Yes. Right. I don't Absolutely. care who you are in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look back on it, you've learned more from failure than you did from any of your success. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Things in nature, right? So we just mm-hmm. have to, like you said, redefine, right, our mindset to say, no, 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 no. Failure is not the end. No, failure is a part of, right? Mm-hmm. And that uh, we do grow through. And then here's the other thing I share with people know that, like you said, when you go through those challenges, know that they are not just for you. Mm. A lot of the things wow. that you go through, yes, it teaches us resilience at that moment to let us know that, yes, you can get through some things. But now the next part of it is, should you or if you or when you find yourself in a situation where there's somebody going through a similar challenge, mm. right? That is now your time right if the relationship is set up that way that you can ask them hey do you want to talk about it would you like to hear about a similar situation that i was in not saying mine is exactly like yours but these are the tools that i use these are the questions that i ask myself and i don't mind sharing that with you if you like Mm. that's what people are going to find out the more they live on this earth the more they're going to find out wait a minute that same thing they're going through, I went through two years ago. Yeah. And as, much as, and as much as I wanted to put that in the back of my mind and never bring it up again, 
I felt compelled that, you know what? I think if I shared this right now at this moment, it's probably gonna help this individual. That is one of the great lessons of resilience that we could ever teach. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, 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 I'm an advocate of the life is the greatest lesson. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, and you learn every day. You know, I, I, I'm a true believer. If you stop, li- stop learning, you're not living anymore. Yes. And it comes in so many different uh, var- variations. And I think that it's important, as you said, that there is there is teaching moments that come out of these opportunities. And and I love how you said it so elegant elegantly is that if the relationship is built, but you know what? To be honest, sometimes this is the moment to build those relationships. Mm-hmm. Now that we can start to use this common this common denominator in life's lessons, life's greatest lessons, now we can start to uh, create and cultivate a relationship and just see where where it goes and the beauty in moving forward and, and how sometimes moving forward is how unexpected relationships come to life too. Absolutely. And I would share with, like you said, again, about building those relationships. One of the things that we can do a better job of as we meet different people, as our circles continue to grow, is to be transparent. Yeah. No, not telling all your business. However, it's okay to let people know that I do not look like what I've been through. Mm. Sometimes people on the outside looking inside think that, well, can't talk to her because she's this model mom and has a great husband and got a podcast. She doesn't, <laughs> she, she, doesn't she can't relate to me. So mm. I'm, I'm not going to open up to her, although I admire her from afar. Mm. Sometimes we as um, individuals and the graduates of resilience at a certain level, because we all have different levels of resilience. That Very we true. Right. But it's good job for time for us to look back where we can and if we mm. see like you said those situations uh, where we can you know add to the conversation again never ever telling people this is how you should do it right because that's what turns people off but then oh, yeah. you have to know it all yeah but if you ask certain questions right presented in a way of you know what I can appreciate what you're going through. I can appreciate you sharing that story. Thank you for even confiding in me in that. And then, right, we open it up, not in a bragging way, but just in a way of when I was in a similar situation, here's what I learned Mm -hmm. as as I was going through it. Um, And I can even get personal here. Uh, My wife and I, before we had our children, we had two miscarriages. A lot of people thought, well, you know, he's in the military, right? He's an associate pastor, you know, he, he already knows how to get through those type of things. So mm. He doesn't need anybody to talk to him. No, 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 no. That was uncharted territory. And that's one yeah. of those things, um, as I've talked to other people about, you know, on the surface, it just seems they don't do it intentionally, but it just seems like a lot of attention goes toward the mother mm. because they carried it 
but not enough attention goes to the father. Mm, interesting. So what happens is when you're dealing with resilience in a personal matter, sometimes that can cause the other person to really shut down because it's like all the attention is on this other person. Mm. So now I'm left to myself to one, be there for my wife, but now I need to be here for myself. But then the question comes up, but who's here for me? Mm. So when I found that it was okay to share those type of resilient stories, a lot of other men said, Hey, you know, that's something that I would have never talked about, but I appreciate you bringing it up. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been there. It's the first time I've ever spoke about it because of, you know, what it made me feel and how it made me feel. It's one of those times I try to not bring up, but sometimes in the right situations, and like you said, life will let you know when to share yeah. those type of stories. And again, it's not to broadcast or look at me, but it's to say, Again, the whole premise of this podcast, you too can get through this. Yes, absolutely. And it just takes, just just keep taking that next step. And that's what I encourage uh, my listeners and just anyone who, um, you know, may may seem like this is, this is just one of those times that you're, you just don't feel like you're built to, to overcome. It's just, yeah. just keep taking that next step. And I really loved how you um, you highlighted is that that inclusion inclusion even even in challenges um, because sometimes we overlook that sometimes again we get into that we get in, in our moments and we feel like this is this is the way that I deal with it this is the way that I overcome whatever is going on right now. And in some cases, you don't realize that you ostracize mm. the person who could be that resource or that could be that, that bridge that you need to get through moments. Because I feel that sometimes it's so hard to see the, the big picture that mm. honestly, I just need to just get to the next moment. I just need yes. to get to, to the just the next minute. And when you start to ostracize the person who may understand this more than you realize then again i think that you're you're just extending those times so be considerate mm-hmm. and be kind be kind and um and i love how you said um you know being transparent but i would also add the importance of the authenticity with that people i've seen people be transparent but there's just some things that we just don't need to know right Right. but it's also being authentic and being appropriate in the moment absolutely because we have to realize that as we're helping people to be resilient right it's not one of those things where again you want to be braggadocious or you want to show all these battle scars right that here's why i'm more resilient than you no, 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 no. <laughs> the comment should be you can be as resilient as you need to be mm-hmm. as i am as resilient as i am right there is no comparison when it comes to being resilient it's all yeah. about us lifting each other up continuing to encourage each other and i really like what you said about that thought sometimes in the midst of trying to be resilient uh, again, we're so 
fix on the large part of the problem where a lot of times, like you said, you have to learn how to compartmentalize it, right? I can't mm. talk about this whole thing uh, the way I think I should. So what part of it can I tackle? What part mm. of it can I do? Uh, there was a saying in the military, right? You compare things to 25 meter targets, 100 meter targets, and 500 meter targets. It's like everything mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a 500 meter target. Yeah. Deal with what's right in front of you and just that's okay. Yeah. Yep. Very true. Sometimes we just need okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, that's the bottom line. And I and also I um I really like um you know the direction that you're going in the sense that um we also need to have that I call it the mindful flexibility because um I've heard people uh have told me that they, they have a, a fixed way of how they approach, you know, it's like a one size fits all approach to challenges. And, you know, and I say that you can't, if you have the, if you have a one size approach to challenges, then how are your outcomes going to be different? So it's also having that flexible, that mindful flexibility to recognize that, you know what, maybe this, maybe the way that I've become used to or it, the space that I'm comfortable in handling situations is maybe not the best approach. So I can get a different outcome. Because honestly, Daryl, sometimes a different outcome is what we need. I can't tell you how many times that I've spoken to people and, you know, they say, how many times have you heard it? I'm sure you've heard it is that it's all, it always ends up the same way. Mm. That and, is so true. Yeah. Please and, elaborate on that. Right. So, and I think that it's important that you take the time to realize that it's not a one fits all. It's not, it's not the way that you've been used to doing something is the way that you need to be to carry out all everything that you have going on in life. And it's going to be uncomfortable and be okay with being uncomfortable because it's in those moments growth happens. And when you have growth happening, then change is being inspired. Absolutely. And as you said earlier, you know, life is always going to be, everyone's greatest teacher mm -hmm. and, and life just has a way uh, a lot of people look at it different ways whether it's their faith or whatever it is but it just has a way of preparing you in some situations not all but it definitely mm -hmm. prepares you in a way like you have to go through this now because yeah. around the corner there's something else coming that you mm. are not ready for uh, there's something coming up around the corner that your survival skill method formula that you've always used, mm. right? Yeah. Going to be um, <laughs> tested, and you're going to have to come up with either a new formula, or you're going to have to yes. add something else to it. It's okay to have that as a basics, right? But you're going to have to change because the variable that you're about to deal with is about to change. Yeah. Right. That's a great book by uh, Marshall Goldsmith, um, yes. titled "What Got You Here Won't Get You There." Yes. Being resilient is all about things that got me to through those last challenges. 
may not be the same things that's going to be required to get me to those next challenges. And that's okay. Yes. Because we are adding to our survival mechanism plan. Right. Yes. It's, it's so funny. People say, well, I don't know if I want to do that. I was like, but you've already been doing it. <laughs> yes. And here's what they'll say. They'll say, well, what do you mean? I was like, look, when you were younger, you only knew mm -hmm. a couple of words to survive. Yes. People know what you needed, starting off with mom and dad or guardian. Mm -hmm. But as you started growing, as you started learning more words, right, the greater your vocabulary increased, the more you're able to express yourself. Mm. It's the same way in life and resilience. The more things we go through, the more ways we're going to be able to get ourselves through these situations. Yeah. Absolutely. So well put. And I love the analogy of just growth. Because I think that's at the end of the day, that's what you, that's the appreciation is in, in all of this. It's growth. It's growth physically. It's growth mentally. And being able to apply it in, uh, to apply it to your everyday life. And I tell um, my listeners, and I've met, and I've said this multiple times, resilience is not something that is, uh, it's going to fix right now. It is going to keep you going. It's it's an ongoing process, and it's applicable in everything uh, in what you do. It's a lifestyle. Resilience is a lifestyle that you apply to your mindset and being able to continue to to bounce back and to be able to uh, to be prepared to handle those those moments. Well, here's one that's gonna. Probably shake up some people, some parents, <laughs> but I, I got to share. And I can only share with a lot of you because I've made that mistake and I've learned through it, right? As much as we care about our children, as much Oof. as we care about our teammates and the people that we lead, mm. we cannot have this facade mindset that I my job is to protect them from anything yes. so they do not go through what I went through. Yeah, that is not the case. We have to allow our children to go through some things. Yeah, it's okay for them to skin their knee. It's okay for them <laughs> to fall off of the merry-go-round. As much as as a parent, we're like, no, no, no. But those little moments are teaching yeah. them how to be resilient. I always yeah. share with people. I say, if you ever think about it, when you were raising children, or if you were around nieces and nephews. If they fail down, mm. a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, they did not react until they saw the mm -hmm. guardian or the parent. Yes. If the guardian or the parent had this facial expression like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? Pain, <laughs> then they're going to say, Let me find the appropriate feeling inside of my body and say, Okay, right. press that button. Boom. Pain, crying, reaching out. Yeah. But if we look at them as you're okay, you'll be all right. Yeah. They go into the other button that says, Oh, this is not the time that I need to press that button. Yes. Because what I saw showed me how to react. It's the yeah. same way as adults and us leading teams, right? We can't try to protect our team from everything. It's okay for the team to sweat through some stuff. <laughs> it's okay yeah. for the team to miss a deadline from time to time. Because if you keep bailing them out, yeah, you're going to continue to set forth a really bad pattern 
that I don't have to do my best because I am always going to be bailed out. Yeah. That is not the sign of a good leader. A good leader puts you in situations. Yes, you have to sweat sometimes. Yes, you may not hit the mark, but it's okay because that's how we grow as individuals and that's how we grow as a team. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you were able to tie it into uh, leadership uh, and being able to develop others. I feel that 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 micro uh, that micro limiting ability, it really it really limits growth in an, in an organization, in your team. And that's where you really see the beauty. And that's where you really see the capabilities of your team when you're able to give them the opportunity to to know how they're able to uh to produce in an environment and recognizing that you have their best interests, regardless of outcomes, regardless of missed deadlines or whatever the outcome may be, as long as they know that they have that trust and that ability and they're able to, to show up to work uh, true to who they are, but yet feeling as if they're valued and being part of an organization, it has positive impacts on the, the growth of that organization. Absolutely. And that's one thing as leaders, we really have to be careful because we kind of fall into this trap, right? That since this is my go-to person, mm. every, every time a big project comes yeah. down, I'm going to continue to give it to my go-to person Yeah, where the leaders that grow through those challenges realize like, wait a minute, I need to create a whole team of go-to people. Yeah. So guess what? Although I know that she has the greatest strength when it comes to that particular thing, well, maybe I can do it differently. Maybe I can yeah. partner her up with somebody that hasn't developed that particular skill yet, right? So now I'm still utilizing her expertise, but now mm -hmm. I'm using it in a way that now she's modeling. Yeah. Now she's becoming a resource for that person that, okay, this is your project from beginning to end as you go through it. Yeah, but so-and-so normally gets it. <laughs> but guess what? I believe in you. I believe yeah. this is your time to grow. And there's going to be something about yourself that you're going to learn through this process. Absolutely. And I think it's important that um, leaders are able to, to recognize when it's time to step back and when it's mm -hmm. time to challenge um, individuals, because, you know, it's true when they say you are as strong as your weakest link or you're as yes. strong as, you know, your least developed team member. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's in the, it's in, in those opportunities that again, in those moments of opportunity of growth and development, that is really how uh, the trajectory of your team and the, the relationship truly thrives and starts to and, and you you as the leader start to see um the benefit um of how being able to develop and to challenge and to really be there for your team member makes the world of a difference absolutely because again as a part of that growth yes it's okay to be known as you know the resilient person right that's the person that everybody knows that mm -hmm. you know, they've gone through all these things they got all these battle scars and all that and that's nice for a while to be known as mm -hmm. that person. but every great leader knows that the best feeling is when somebody knows that they're a part of a resilient team yes right 
because here's the thing as resilient personnel makers our job is multiplication yes we should always be trying to recreate <laughs> I love that. Mm -hmm. those skills right that made us resilient within our team now then here's the other scary part that i know leaders don't want to hear as much as you may have a team of five all-stars and five superstars mm. right and you can continue to win the mission support team of the year award every year right in order for the larger organization to grow right we really need to push those team members outside of our nest and allow them to take other jobs, encourage them to take other roles mm -hmm. throughout the organization. Now, I know they're going to say, well, I don't want to leave because mm -hmm. you're, you're the best supervisor that I've ever had. Why don't I yep. mess this up? And what I, we should be telling them is because of what you learned, now this is why you need to go yeah. put in for that role because as great as this team is, my next goal now is I need to duplicate this throughout the organization. Yes. Right. And I can't be in charge of five different branches, but guess what? You can go be in charge of a branch. You can go be in charge of a department. This other person grow. Then that's how we create organizational resiliency. Yeah. Right. Because now we're spreading out those people. Yes, they're going to get bumps in the road. Yes, they're going to like, oh my gosh, I should have stayed. No, 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 no. You shouldn't have stayed. This is your growth moment. You, yes. you you are ready for this. No, you didn't learn everything, but you can't learn everything, right? Yeah. Some of those other lessons have to be learned as a new department lead, as a yeah. new program manager. And it's going to make you better for it. And then guess what? You take that new department and you turn them into this A plus resilient team and we continue to multiply. Absolutely. Planting seeds. Right. Plant, planting those seeds that is going to lead into the legacies. Right. And it's not necessarily legacy for yourself to say that I'm creating this, but it's about uh, just um, being able to to re recreate positive growth. Absolutely. Re, you know, and I think it's important that, um, you know, you understand the beauty in that you're you're creating you're creating frameworks. You're you're planting that seed for. Um, for the next generations, for the next generation. So by the time my children are, you know, uh, getting ready to enter the workforce, they there are there's enough planted seeds where I know that they're going to roll into resilient leaderships, resilient organizations that understand and appreciate the value of being able to um, to truly have a resilient organization and it's important that I, it's important for me. Absolutely. And that's another level for leaders, right? Those yes. leaders that, I mean, really you have some people, they're just fantastic at what they do, right? You yeah. <laughs> that started off in the federal government and they were the, regardless of how many times they gave out their award for supervisor of the year, everybody knows that this person could win it every year. Yeah. They're, Cause they're that good. Mm -hmm. And the part of resilience for them is like, well, where is their ladder? Where is their ceiling? Yes. For those people, and people need to realize this, their ceiling is, guess what? As much as I love working for the federal government or working for this company, 
right? Now my next step of resilience is I'm going to start my own business. Mm. I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to start my own yeah. podcast. Yeah. And people go, oh my gosh, why are you doing that? You're so good at this. Yeah. And now you're stepping into this unknown yeah. where you may fail. But that's yeah. what's so good about resiliency. Right? Mm -hmm. It gives you enough confidence to say, I may fail, but at least I'll know that I tried. Yeah. And most of the time, those leaders that branch off into something totally different, they find a whole new network of resilient people in that industry, in that field that says, hey, come on over here. Let me uh, drop some nuggets into you. Let me right. with you. You know, here's my information. I know what it's like to start something new. Feel free to give me a call. Yes. Should mm -hmm. you run into some bumps in the road? They know you're going to run into some bumps in the road starting yep. a company. But that wisdom, right, allows them to say it in a way that they're, again, opening up the relationship to say, should you need someone? You need yes. a voice. Here's my information. Give me a call. And again, the whole resilient factor starts all over again, but now I'm starting over in a different industry. I'm running yeah. my own business. I'm running my own company. And like you said, you're planting another seed in a whole different industry. And that's just how the world of resilience works. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, Daryl, I, I was absolutely excited to have you on this podcast because of just the uh, the wisdom and, you know, your ability to really articulate and to the, the narration of, uh, of, the, of growth, of just appreciating life lessons. And uh, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be here. I would like for you to take a few moments and to let my listeners know and uh, where can they find you? Um, what events or, you know, do you have any type of engagements that you have coming up? How can we support? What can we do to continue to build platforms? So uh, then they can always reach me on my website and I'll provide those in the show notes, right? Alliance mm -hmm. Seminars. <laughs> dot org right that's an organization my wife and i do um, also on facebook alliance seminars coaching and i always tell people right the, the best way you can support me is right just take one to three nuggets from this particular episode and if it's something that you're like ooh, i don't know if i can do that right use this next couple of months to try to implement what you think is going to fit you right mm. to allow you to grow as a resilient leader Right, whether it's your organization, whether it's your home, uh, because we need more resilient people in the world. As much as I would love to talk to every single person and pump them up and continue my life mission of the chief encouragement officer, I need to duplicate myself. And that's a part mm. of what I do when it comes to podcasts and speaking engagements and things of that nature is, you know, we want as many people as possible to know that resilience is inside of them. It might be a little dormant. But it is inside of you. And Absolutely. it just takes that one particular life moment to trigger it, um, to grow it inside of you. Then you realize, like, wow, I was stronger than I thought I was. Yeah. And I, and I didn't realize that. So that's how I tell people, right, just take what you heard today. Try to apply it in your life. Try to share it with somebody else, um, especially during this particular 
um, environment that we're going through right now, we really need to encourage everybody because I know people are saying this is the best time in the world, right? We're working from home and cutting <laughs> down on miles, which is very true. Uh huh. But as I'm sharing with leaders in my organization, but there's another side of that coin. Yeah. Right, where, where there's somebody that's not talking as much. There's somebody that may be in a little bit of a space where they need somebody to get them out of it. And we need to do a good job of recognizing those opportunities to say, mm. you know what? I haven't reached out to that person in about six months. I'm yeah. sure they're okay. Mm. No, no. Check up on them anyway, whether it's a text or email, phone call, um, because we don't know what people are going through during this climate. And it's better to err on the side of caution absolutely you know what i wasn't sure i just thought i would just reach out to you and um that's how we continue to build right a community of resilience absolutely well thank you very much for taking the time and joining us on uh on the mount and i know that there's so many nuggets that our listeners are going to be taking away from this episode today and um i thank you for your time and I look forward to continue to cultivate our relationship and to build our network and to make sure that we continue to spread the word of resilience. So thank you very much for your time today, Daryl. No problem. Thank you for having me. As always, Thank you so much for taking the time to join us and listening to On The Bounce. If you would like to read more on the topics discussed in today's episode, I have included the links to the research I have referenced in the episode description. Please feel free to share your thoughts and leave a comment. And as always, see you next time.